Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 54 subscribers of News of the Day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Brad Binkley. Monica is on a vacation this week, but joining us in her absence again is Cam Harless of the Mad Ones podcast. We are the madones.com. Is that correct, Cam? That is correct. And also, we are on YouTube at youtube.com slash the mad ones if you want to watch it there live. I may or may not be frozen right now, Brad. You do appear to be frozen right now. I can't hear you, but you do appear to be frozen. So if you want to pop out, then pop back in. I'll I'll, I'll dive into the first story. And by the time you get back, then hopefully I won't be into the next story again, which is where you're going to be picking up. So top story of the day in the regular mainstream news anyway, is all about the Supreme Court justice that just got nominated. First black woman. Congratulations. I have nothing else on that story. It just broke a little while ago. But the U.N. General Assembly has suspended Russia from the Human Rights Council, and they passed on Thursday. The vote passed a resolution to suspend Russia in response to the Russian forces alleged killings of the civilians in Ukraine. The vote was passed with 93 countries voting in favor, 24 voting against and 58 abstaining from voting. Belarus, China, Iran, Russia, and Syria were among the top countries who voted against the resolution. And again, this came uh, amid the global outrage over the alleged killings of civilians in Bucha, Ukraine. Now, all I'm going to say about this is because I can only say it so many times, is that this was done even though no one, including the Pentagon or any mainstream outlet, can independently verify the claims that Russia is committing atrocities, yet they continue to move forward with these punishments that they are unleashing on Russia. There might be some regrets that the public has that buys into this in the future if this does, in fact, lead us to a World War III. We do not – oh, there's Cam back right there, and we can see him moving again. Perfect timing, Cam, as – Our next story is going to be one that you have today about German intelligence intercepts. Right. So we've talked the last couple of days about the killings in Bucha or Bucha. Have we determined how to actually say that yet? I think it's Bucha. Okay. I looked it up. Some dude who was maybe he was wrong. I don't know. But he said Bucha. Yeah, so the 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 killings in Bucha, uh, there's they're still talking about, it. and I found this this story funny because the um, the you wait where am I the Ger- a German intelligence the BND which I'm not going to say what that fully is in German because it's nearly impossible for me as a American man to pronounce. Uh, they say that they have new satellite images and that they've intercepted incriminating radio traffic from Russian military personnel in the region north of Kiev, which is where Bucha is located. And so I, what I thought was really funny, I'll tell you the the, the fun part at the end in a second. Um, but so apparently what they have is they didn't show any of the the satellite photos. They didn't share any of the the audio clips. They just told us that a soldier told another soldier that they just shot a person on a bicycle, which reminds you of the photo that you saw in Bucha from the other day. So obviously that's the same guy talking about what he did. And then in another one, um, a, a man apparently had said, first you interrogate soldiers, then you shoot them. So this to them was evidence that members of the Russian, um, this is this was evidence to them that this is actually a part of Putin's plan and the way they do their military tactics, because it didn't sound like conversations of 
um, you know, hey, these soldiers are out of line. They talked about it like it was a part of their everyday life and it wasn't random. They weren't out of hand. This is just what they do. And so it also they also pointed to a Russian mercenary unit called the the Wagner Group. That's uh, and, and maybe there's some Chechens involved. But here's the fun part of the story. You scroll all the way to the bottom and they already have a correction within like an hour of publication, which says, okay, in the first version of this, we said that it was definitely these guys that were talking about this particular killing, but we don't actually know that. Also, we can't actually pinpoint where the intercept came from. We know that it was somewhere near Kiev, but we're not sure if it was, it had anything to do with this at all. So it's like, Oh, well, this is not a story. This could be some people in Ukraine talking on the radio. That's what all these stories are. <laughs> they make these sensational claims at the top of the story, claims that are then used by leaders of nations to call for more sanctions and, and harsher things to happen to Russia. And then buried somewhere in the story, it's, oh, yeah, 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 we're not really sure about any of this, and we don't have any evidence, but, you know, maybe. And right. they bury the lead, which is that, which is the fact that this is not evidence that they're presenting. This is a propaganda campaign. It's so obvious a propaganda campaign. So obvious that they're telling us it's a propaganda campaign. Well, and it's always funny to me when the Germans are the ones that are calling out war crimes. Like, yeah, mm. right. I mean, you. I guess it takes one to know one, right? <laughs> and see, that's what they need to see. They try to pile on more and more evidence here, saying, "Well, now we have radio intercepts of them discussing murdering civilians." So, if previously you had heard that there was not evidence or that it could not be independently verified that the atrocities were happening. Now you see this headline that says, well, now we have this actual hard evidence of them discussing it. But when you open up the article, which most people don't actually do, you find out that no, once again, not any evidence that we're presenting here. It's just, yeah. I just always find it funny when they mention Chechens though, because one, I think of the show Barry. Have you ever watched Barry? No. Oh man, you should watch Barry. It's on HBO. If you get a chance, watch Barry. Um, but it's it, they 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 play Chechens off as funny, horribly evil gangsters. But I will say, I won't go into it too much because it's not really important. But that right after I read that, I read an article about how Belarusians and Russians are not going to be allowed to run in the Boston Marathon this year because of you know same old same old. We can't let Russians do anything right now, kind of deal. Um, but it was just yeah, really so virtue signal to kick Russians out of your, your program or your event or your school or whatever to beat up the Russian kids. That's a, like a virtue yeah. signal at this point. Yeah. And it's it, it's just normal. But it, I just, you know, reading about Chechens and then reading a, the words Boston Marathon, I went, oh, that sparked a memory of certain men with apparently a pressure cooker a couple of years ago. <laughs> Oh, I haven't heard about that. Oh, yeah. I, now I remember what you're talking about. I don't even know if we're allowed to say the words yeah, why would involved. We <laughs> so what about this Wisconsin woman? Okay, so that's the thing. Um, one of the fun things about this propaganda is it has led to a lot of fear in different people. Like you've, you, you've noticed, like with the, the – like I just said about the Boston Bar- Marathon thing, they won't let Russians into the, games. I want to clarify, the Boston Marathon is a completely different event. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a pride event. That's not till June. Yeah. Um, but um, – so they're not letting people in. And so th- there seem to be these waves of Americans – getting freaked out and hurting or uh, 
really hating on whoever we're at war with at the moment. So, you know, and after 9-11, it was it was Muslims during like every movie was about Russians in the 80s. And so yeah. right now we're back to, you know, Russophobia. Um, but so there was a woman in Wisconsin, uh, Natalia Alexandr- Alexandrovna Hitchcock, uh, who is she's a woman with Russian heritage who strangled her son while she was amped up over the Ukraine war. That's she was amped up and she killed her child. Right. Well, and, and that's the thing you read this. I, I read that headline and I was like, what does this mean? What does that mean? Was she just mad at her son for having Russian heritage? What's going on here? So as it turns out, what she had done, she confessed immediate, almost immediately that she strangled her youngest boy and that she held her 11-year-old son's head underwater in a bathtub and then stabbed herself in the chest. And you're thinking, why? I mean, you're, I mean why would you do this? And so she, apparently her mom is in Russia. And so she's really worried and freaked out right now um, because of the invasion slash war in Ukraine. Uh, so she had wanted to visit her mother because she was worried and she was unable to. So her, she, when she was freaking out, she she told her husband she wanted extra food around the house. She wanted um, a camp stove and she wanted to buy some knives and some guns to be safe. And he said yes to everything but the knives and the guns. Well, I mean, it could have been much worse, I think, if she had knives or guns. Uh, well, she had a knife. But if she had a gun, it wouldn't have been good at all. So when this has started happening, she started to drink, and she explained why. Uh, she was worried that due to her Russian heritage that her kids would be taken away from her by the government and that she would be seen by everyone around her as a Russian spy. And so this fear and this anti-Russian uh, rhetoric that we're hearing right now, the stuff that they let on Facebook and on Instagram, is – made this woman fear for her children to be stolen away and for her to be seen as the bad guy. And she took really stupid, she made a really stupid and evil decision out of it. But there are crazy people out there. Should we continue this anti-Russian deal that we're doing? Well, that if, if that story is true, what this story says, you can – Put a lot of that on the media. I mean, the media has oh, yeah. blood on their hands. Uh, talk about who and what is responsible for the most deaths in the world right now. I would say that the mainstream media is right there at the top of the list when it comes to the lies that they have told that have created these realities in people's heads that have caused them to react in situations like this. Now, this woman obviously had some other stuff going oh, on, yeah. but these circumstances that were presented to her that made her think that whatever is real about Russia and Ukraine is real is what set her off. And there needs to be a, a responsibility. I don't know how you can present some of these things, knowing that that stuff happens, that people are triggered. I mean, the idea of for this media's propaganda is to trigger people emotionally. They are trying to set people off emotionally so that they can get popular opinion to support an agenda that they're pushing. But it also causes real violence They say online yeah. words or whatever cause real violence. Media causes real violence when it is lies and specifically antagonistic. And Obama, who Ooh. Is very good at speaking generally. He is back. And I don't mean the story of Obama being at the White House and with him talking about 
or no, with Biden looking like a fool. They have these images of Biden looking kind of foolish. And yeah. that's not what I'm talking about. Obama actually did this three hour or so conference yesterday at the University of Chicago. And it was a disinformation conference at the Chicago University of Chicago Institute of Politics. And it was presented by The Atlantic. The title was Disinformation and the Erosion of Democracy. Now, in this discussion, he says a lot of really interesting things that kind of gives you some insight into the way that he is thinking. He talks about why he was easier on Russia as opposed because that, that question was brought up. Do you wish you would have done a little bit more? And he said, no, no, we thought at that moment in time that we did what the level of action that we needed to do. And then he went on to parrot the talking points about Putin. He said, Putin is not the same guy today that he was when I knew Putin. He's lost his mind. He's crazy. He's isolated. He's just repeating the same mainstream propaganda. But what I've done, so doing something a little bit different today, is I, I pulled a couple of clips of okay. Obama. And in this first clip, Obama is talking about what Putin represents in the world. And it's very interesting what this description is. So listen closely to this description of what Putin represents, and we'll talk about it. Okay. Represented a very particular reaction to the ideals of democracy, but also globalization, the collision of cultures, uh, the the ability to harness anger and resentment uh, around a eth ethno-nationalist mythology. Uh, and what we're seeing is the consequences of that kind of toxic mix in the hands of an autocratic government uh, that doesn't have a lot of checks and, and balances. Um, I think it is also fair to say that it is a bracing reminder for democracies that um, have gotten that had gotten flabby and uh, confused and feckless around the stakes of things that we tended to take for granted. Okay. Now, what I took away from that description was he was describing Trump voters. He was describing – he was talking in the same way that the media talks about people who voted for Trump and why they say that Trump was able to mobilize a large population of the people to support him. And he was saying that Putin now represents that symbol and that yep. he is a, a warning to the world of what happens when democracies like us allow Trumpian type figures to have influence over the population. And to me, that was a long make sure you stay away from Trump in 2024 type of comment. But also it was an indirect way to associate people who don't fall into this agenda that is being pushed on the progressive side, associate them with Russia, which we have seen across the board in multiple different ways. If you question the vaccine, if you wear a mask on your chin, you don't like it. If you question the outcome of the election, which Obama brings up. A big Obama, lie. Yes, he brings that up in this discussion about how 
all the misinformation that was Russian disinformation that caused people to question the election, that caused people to question the vaccine. He, he ties all this together and he ties it all in one little bow with Putin. They want to identify people in America that disagree with them as being just as evil as they are identifying Putin and Russians to be. Yeah, well, am I the only one who hates hearing that man talk? <laughs> just the meandering, just talk, man. Speed it up. Get to the point. Right, right. And so <laughs> I was playing this This next clip I'm going to play for you is fascinating to me. But I was hoping I could play it on double speed, which that's how I was listening to it. But I realized <laughs> I don't have the same double speed in here, so it is a longer clip. So I might skip through some of it to get to some of the okay. more really on point points. But here... He was asked about the or no, he actually brings up he's talking about the difference between intentional disinformation and misinformation and how mm -hmm. things that are misinformation are mistakes or are information that is misinterpreted by people that has multiple interpretations. So he's saying that that's not bad. And he uses an example of something that was labeled as a lie. And mm -hmm. that is his comment about. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor oh, and you get some actual insight into the way that he thinks about what is truth and what is lie in this clip. I was uh, I, I was identified as having engaged in a, uh, a, a political falsehood when I said we, we just celebrated the Affordable Care Act uh, passage at the White House. Um, I wasn't milking. I wasn't looking to milk for any applause. But, um, but uh, during the run-up to passage, in a speech before uh, the AMA, I think uh, I said that, uh, and, and repeated several times that if you want to keep your doctor, you can. And the point I, we were trying to make is 85% of people had health care. One of the big problems in trying to get health care for the uninsured is making sure that folks who um, already had it didn't feel like, you know, scare tax, weren't vulnerable to scare tactics that they were all going to be rationed and socialized medicine and they'd lose their plan of doctor. And we said, look, we're keeping the system for folks who have employer-based health care intact. Um, once we passed it and we were starting to implement, one of the things that we had done is to raise uh, standards for what insurance could or could not provide because there was a bunch of phony insurance on the marketplace that uh, people thought they were purchasing insurance, but it turned out that when they actually got sick, there were so many restrictions to it, it didn't do them any good. All right. So what he's getting to here, and I'm going to skip to the last part of this because this is longer, definitely, now that I'm not listening to it in double speed. He <laughs> is getting to the point by saying what we did was we regulated a lot of people's doctors out of existence. Yeah, of course. But the greater point that most people aren't going to are going to be able to keep their doctor was true. Yet they labeled this for Pinocchio's and they're saying that I was lying when I was telling the truth. And he wasn't. He's, he's no. doing the thing where they say, yes, we said one thing, but the greater principle that was behind what we said is the truth, while the words we said is not the truth. And then this journalist from The Atlantic asked him at the end of this clip, 
he he kind of called here. Here's the very tail end of this. And this is an interesting reaction from Obama. The meta question is prompted by your, your statement here. I'm wondering, given what you understand about the information environment, right. no one has been afflicted by the some negative aspects of the uh, of this current information uh, environment like you have the birth certificate being one example um, you just kind of sort of admitted that maybe you didn't tell the whole truth or you or you shared something that was inaccurate um, and you just shared that publicly are you worried tomorrow that Fox News is going to say Obama Obama admits he lied about ACA or about keeping well, your own I doctor. am now that you just said it that way <laughs> Because that is I'm not, just, I'm not trying let me to just like, be clear, that is not at all. I, I thought I was making the exact opposite point. Yeah. No, this, but, is, this is how the press works, this, even in yeah. a democracy. Yeah. And by the way, even, to make even, it, even with a award-winning magazine editor. No, wait, that is way, to make it that meta, is not meta, the meta, point. To make it meta, meta, wait, Brian wait, wait. Stelter is sitting over there already typing. It's probably true. Brian Stelter probably was sitting over there doing something disgusting. But that To me, it's very clear how obama thinks obama at least how he is presenting that he thinks he will lie to you but in his head he's telling you the truth and, right. and even that atlantic guy says you just kind of admitted that you didn't tell the truth and bones like, wait no no i didn't I, I i just i just admitted that i did tell the truth what are you what are you talking about and that makes me wonder: is that how these elites and globalists think do they think that because they have a greater moral purpose in their mind that mm -hmm. even if they are saying words to people that are not true and that are leading people to make decisions based on what those words mean to the other people, that because that inner moral virtue is higher, that that is still a truth that they're – I mean this was just some twisted logic coming from Obama. Yeah, I, I also think that when he was talking in that moment, which he also misquoted himself because, I mean, I, no one yeah. can forget that 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 quote. Um, but – I think it's interesting because I think one of the things that they do when they tell these lies is that especially in this situation with um, the Affordable Care Act, um, they, he took the – because it's future. It's something that's not happened yet. It's something that you can't say with certainty exactly what will happen even though you have a damn good idea that those people aren't going to keep their doctors if they like them. But these people, they go, okay, what is the best possible outcome? And I'm going to speak out of that rather than out of the most likely outcome. Yeah. And so they believe very much that this can happen. This is what we're shooting for allegedly. But they can speak out of ignorance and then later on be like, I wasn't lying. This is how it was supposed to go. Yes, exactly. And he is talking as an expert on disinformation in this context here uh, mm -hmm. and what is true and what should be removed from the Internet. And one of the other conversations they had, this is like a three and a half hour discussion with multiple experts that came up there. David Axelrod was there as well. David Axelrod was one of his advisors. And I have a couple of clips that I'm going to play from David Axelrod in the XR. And one clip is somebody asked the panelist about the Hunter Biden laptop. And the answer's hilarious because they spend all of this time talking about disinformation. They're presented as disinformation experts. And then I'm guessing this kid's probably dead at this point who asked the question. He says, okay, well, this stuff about the Hunter Biden laptop and I'll, you'll have to go to the XR to hear that. But uh, Obama is, to me, it's okay for us to lie as long as the bigger picture that we want to push forward, regardless of whether or not you agree with it, is what we're getting to. And it's disgusting that they can sit here and claim to have the the 
arbiter of truth, whatever. They're the arbiters of truth of what is disinformation and what is not disinformation. And it's all based on intent and not what is actually said or done is what it seems like to me. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, wh- and what's funny is sometimes the mask slips. And so, you know, you mentioned at the at the top of the show uh, that racism is now over. Um, I mean, uh, Judge Brown will now be on the Supreme Court starting in the summer when Breyer uh, resigns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I don't know if you saw this. It happened at least one once that I caught a real screenshot of. And it kind of shows how these people think. Uh, Politico tweeted um, Ket- Ketanji Brown Jackson will likely be confirmed as the first black Supreme Court justice by the end of this week. Wow. That They'll say, oh, that was a mistake. We, we meant to put the word woman after black. Right. But this but this is this is what seems to happen because there, there is this concept within progressivism that diversity is the best as long as it goes along their lines of diversity. So any ideological diversity, they're not into. So, you know, Clarence Thomas doesn't count as black. Uh, Thurgood Marshall doesn't quite count as black. This is the person who's going to push their agenda. So she's the first black Supreme Court justice. I'm just saying, I don't think it's a mistake when they tweet these too early without Oh, I don't either. I think it goes to what you were saying yesterday with the edit button where they can just rewrite history and they can leave an impression on the amount of people that see a certain tweet, especially if they have larger followings. I want to respond to a couple of quick things I see here in the chat before we get to the final story of the day. I don't know much about I did see the story about the Palestinian assailants killing Israelis and I, I don't know anything about that story. And yes, I do know the reporting on that that with the Palestinians. It seems to be uneven to me. I am not. Uh, that's not my field of expertise. I don't know if, Cam, if you have any comments on that. Not really. I, I, that's one of those areas that is so hot on either side. It's hard for me to go to wade into it at all. Yeah, it, that is definitely a challenging one to talk about when people bring it up it can immediately just shut down conversations, just like all propaganda. I mean, everything is so filled with propaganda right now on every single side of every single issue. It's inescapable. And the book that I wrote, that I uh, quoted from yesterday, talks a lot about how it encircles the public. It encircles the individual and swallows them up whole. That's the idea of it, uh, to take away the ability to think things through, the ability to question things. Before we get to the final story of the day, which is going to be about these two guys that got arrested by the feds last night for impersonating federal agents and infiltrating the Secret Service with some of the agents close to Jill Biden. Really, really interesting story. I want to tell you what we're going to talk about in the XR, which is how the royals used to have literally the worst public relations advisor. I mean, the worst in (laughs) history. I'm going to tell you about that in the XR. And we're also going to go through a couple of these clips where some of these other disinformation experts, including David Axelrod, responds to a question about the Hunter Biden laptop. It's very eye-opening, in my opinion. But before we get to that, Make sure you check us out on Rockfin. We are on Rockfin right now, live streaming. Rockfin is a pro-liberty 
pro free speech platform, emerging video platform. It allows you to hear the things that you can no longer hear on YouTube that get removed from YouTube and it has a variety of different creators. When you get a subscription, it's $9.99 a month. You get access to not only our content, you get the content of every creator on the platform, which includes the Mad Ones, Sam Tripoli, lots of fantastic creators on rockfin.com. And what we do often on here is we put video interviews, we put the DMB XR on Rockfin, and we also do these deep dive deconstructions of global think tanks where they're discussing basically their world domination plans. And you will routinely hear them say things at these think tanks that you will then hear Joe Biden say weeks later verbatim as though they were his words that he came up with. That has happened a number of times at this point. It's pretty extraordinary how much of a puppet he is. So check us out at rockfin.com slash propaganda report and subscribe to our channel today. And now on to our final story of the free 30. Did you hear about this, Cam? These two guys that were arrested in D.C.? I saw the headline, but I didn't actually go into that one. Okay, I read the the court document, the affidavit, whatever it was, or or the complaint. and and beyond, man. Yeah. So the FBI arrested these two guys on charges that they were falsely – they falsely impersonated federal agents as a way to ingratiate themselves with U.S. law enforcement and the defense community. So they wanted to get in good with them, I guess. And the two suspects, they say, had been pretending to be federal agents since 2020 and allegedly tricked Secret Service agents, including one of the First Lady's security detail, into believing that they were special agents in the Department of Homeland Security. And as a result, Four Secret Service agents have been placed on administrative leave pending a further investigation. Now, I will point out that they say that these guys have been doing this since 2020. I already found a document from 2019 that is from a police organization. Let's see. It's from an international policing organization where they were trying to become members of, and they applied to be members of this organization in 2019. I have to find the exact name of the organization, but they've been doing this since before 2020. There's no doubt about that. And here's what one of the guys did in order to ingratiate himself, some of the stuff that they were involved with these agents. It's according to the documents. One of them owned several apartments in the D.C. area building where numerous law enforcement agents lived. And the complaint said that they provided members of the Secret Service and the Department of Homeland and a Department of Homeland Security employee with rent free apartments. So they owned them and they gave them rent free apartments. And the apartments were worth a total of over forty thousand dollars a year per apartment. They also gave them iPhones. They also had surveillance systems set up. They gave them drones, flat screen TVs, a generator, law enforcement paraphernalia, and a case for a strong assault rifle. And one of them offered one offered a Secret Service agent official government vehicles, which were just black, like I think sedans, and they had put emergency lights on them and they proposed buying a $2,000 assault rifle for a secret service agent that had been assigned to Jill Biden's protective detail. And they were sending selfies to these agents to show all of their, their tattoos and all of their equipment and their gear and whatnot. And this is pretty funny. Also a little scary as part of their scheme, the men even recruited somebody to become an employee of the Department of Homeland Security and to serve on their task force. And the complaint said that they required the applicant to be shot with an airsoft rifle to evaluate 
their pain tolerance and reaction. And subsequent to being shot, the applicant was informed that their hiring process has begun and that they were going to be assigned to conduct research on an individual that proved that provided support to the Department of Defense and Intelligence community. Now, it goes even deeper here in the affidavit. Most of the stories don't talk about this, but they claim to be part of an undercover gang-related investigation that was also investigating uh, crimes against children. And they also said they were investigating the January 6th attack, the complaint said. And the people who lived in these apartment complexes, they were under the belief that they had these guys had access to their cell phones. They could access them at any time. They believe that they had access to all of their personal information of every resident inside the apartment complex. And while the investigators were in the apartments, they they saw that there was computer equipment, surveillance. They had bypassed the surveillance system at the apartment complex, and they actually did have access to data and surveillance of a number of the people that lived in this apartment. So the people were living there knowing that this was going on. These people were obviously tracking these people who were government workers working closely with Biden, his wife, and they had information on them. So I, I'm starting to think that these guys actually do have information that they don't want to get out and that they're yeah. being kind of swept under the rug because it was it was discovered. They have a website that says that they're a private security firm and they do undercover operations. So while they were impersonating officers, they also have a site that says their business is private security undercover operations. So I think their claim is going to be they were undercover for someone collecting information about these government employees. This is a story I think is going to come back. I'm interested to see so. what happens here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The document that I found was International Associations of Chief of Police. It was that website. And they had applied to be members back in 2019 in the District of Columbia and listed themselves as Special Agent U.S. Special Police. Who watches the Watchers? That's a great question, Ben. I guess these guys are watching the Watchers right now anyway, because they certainly had cameras set. Why in the world, as a government agent, as a Secret Service agent or Department of Homeland Security employee, would you live in an apartment where everybody in that building thinks that the people who are giving you the place are watching and surveilling you and has access to your cell phones at all times? There's something deeper going on here. They were making some yeah. sort of promises. There's some, some compromise material. There's something And they strange. were paid off. I mean, they were very clearly oh, right. paid yes. off with, the, yes. with all of this stuff. Like yeah. it's, it's like no discerning human in the, the, that kind of service would not go, oh, this is a bribe. Right. Like they were they were yeah. I mean that just goes to show they were in on it in some way. And this is the type of strategy that is used to recruit spies is you bribe them, you give them free stuff, you find out what their pain point is emotionally, psychologically, financially. It's this all the stuff is in the CIA documents about recruiting spies. And then you go to them with whatever the best angle is. That sounds like this might be some spy recruiting operations going on here. I don't know much else about the background of these two guys. I'm interested to find out. Hopefully they don't wind up dead. It wouldn't surprise me if that were to happen, though. But that is one to watch out for, for sure. I think that wraps it up for the free 30, Kim, unless you have something that you wanted to want to throw in. I, I, I don't really have all that much. I'm just excited to talk about my stupid stories in the in the XR, man. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. I, I love bringing XR some fun sure. stuff. <laughs> yes, I do as well. 
Thank you, Cam. Interesting as always. Thank you all for watching. You can find your drive time at News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. And if you want access to the extra content that we post every time that we post to DMB and the premium content that I was telling you about earlier, you can go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report. You can also check out our offerings on Patreon at patreon.com slash propaganda report and locals on propreport.locals.com. We will talk to you guys next time or in the DMB XR. Have a fantastic rest of your day.